These are days of tough times and ongoing uncertainties. But in Spring Branch, we're taking tangible steps to help our local businesses by telling neighbors about PPP loans, linking them to online courses, and help from our top leaders. Spring Branch is working for businesses. Yours. Find out more at sbmd.org. In Spring Branch, we speak more than 145 different languages, and that diversity translates into a thriving economy. Our district's a melting pot. It's a great place to find the staff you need. Spring Branch is working for business. Yours. Find out more at spmd.org. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Looped In. This is the Houston Chronicle podcast, all about real estate. The dirt, the deals, the people, the places, it's all here. I'm Nancy Sarnoff, real estate reporter with the Houston Chronicle. And I'm here today with Rebecca Schutz. Hi, Rebecca. Hi, Nancy. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? I'm good. So Rebecca, last week, the National Association of Realtors voted on a rule to ban its members from using racist or discriminatory speech of any kind on social media. Mm-hmm. What, what was behind this vote? Why did the association decide to even take action on this? Great question. Yes, yeah, so they voted on Friday to ban any harassing speech based on race or other classes of people protected by the Fair Housing Act which bans real estate discrimination against things like gender and religion. And the National Association of Realtors also proposed making its code of ethics applicable to real estate agents' conduct at all times, even when they are not working on a transaction, which is why it would now apply to social media. It's like journalists, right? Like we have our jobs nine to five or Mm -hmm. 10 to seven or nights or weekends or whatever it is. But when we're not technically on assignment, we still have to purport ourselves in a certain way, right? Exactly. It's part of our code of ethics. Um, Right, right. And so they were, so they were voting on amending their code of ethics. And um, the National Association of Realtors, anyone who uses the realtor brand is part of it, including all the members of the Houston Association of Realtors. There's 1.4 million people in this organization across the country. So it's a pretty big deal. And when I saw these proposals were on the table, they um, posted a frequently asked questions sort of website. And it really grabbed my attention because one of the questions was, where did this come from? And they were saying that local associations, such as the Houston Association of Realtors, had received an influx of complaints about racist social media posts. Wow. Um, And when was that? When I saw this, I started calling real estate agents and they all remembered when it happened and it happened this summer. You know, some were like scrolling on their timelines, some were like sent messages from their friends like, have you seen this on Facebook or how are you friends with this person? The posts were saying things like, and I'm I'm just going to quote it because uh, I I was sort of debating this in the story, but I think um, when you hear there's like racist social media posts, you wonder how oblique it was, you know, like how unintentional it was. But Mm -hmm. uh, one of the posts said, um, I think black people bring out the worst in us. And another one said, um, responding to people calling for change and saying, I don't see you changing from within black people. I see you deserving the real bullet. 
Oh my gosh. Yeah. So it was a summer. And for context, that was um, following George Floyd's death. George Floyd, a man from the Third Ward who moved to Minnesota. His death was caught on video. He died after a Minneapolis police officer knelt on his neck for nearly nine minutes. As he was dying, he was saying he couldn't breathe. So people were um, taking to social media in the streets to call for change as this was all, all unfolding. I'm just like, I'm sure everyone remembers, you know, there in some places uh, there was property damage. So then on social media, there were also people criticizing the protesters. And then there were a few people who were saying things like the post I just read you. And those posts were getting flagged to the local associations of realtors if they're being made by realtors, because people were just like you were saying, we have to conduct ourselves as journalists outside of hours. People were saying uh, they were making the argument that this because real estate agents are required by law to not discriminate between their clients. They're saying this was proof that they couldn't sort of carry out their jobs in a non-discriminatory way. So that's sort of what set the stage for these proposals. It seems like sort of a no-brainer kind of thing, mm-hmm. right? Telling people you can't make these comments on social media. Mm-hmm. You can't, it, it, it's, a, it's a morality thing. Um, it's just be a good person. Yeah. <laughs> so what was the reaction when they came out and said, okay, we're thinking of putting in a, a special rule that's going to have repercussions if, you don't comply. Mm-hmm. What did what did the agents think of that? So when the agents discussed this proposal, I heard that it was actually quite a lengthy discussion. It sort of fits into a broader discussion about freedom of speech. It, it was framed as a freedom of speech issue. And I think that's that's sort of folding out over social media everywhere. I think a lot of workplaces our workplace has, you know, weighed in on what we should be saying on social media. So I, I think there's a lot of just talk about what people should be able to say on social media. And I think uh, some people were like, well, if we're off the job, we should be able to say whatever we want. So I think that was one, one, one aspect of it. And then another aspect I heard were people who were afraid this was a slippery slope. So um, the post I read you, I, I would say pretty blatant. And I think people were worried like, oh, down the line, could it be interpreted in a way where someone like gets kicked out of the National Association of Realtors for something that was more oblique, like something that wasn't as on the nose? Right. An example I heard was like, if you believe because of your religion that marriage is between a man and a woman, if you say that, could that be... Uh, viewed as a discriminatory statement could some of your personal beliefs come under professional fire yeah that's that's a good question so what did the vote look like so i emailed chad bogany a houston area real estate broker who is on the board of the national association of realtors so he was one of the people voting and he said that there was a lengthy discussion but it passed overwhelmingly Uh, overwhelmingly was his word. So it is going into effect. How that plays out is if there is a complaint, like in this instance, there were these posts, these posts were getting flagged and complaints were being filed at the local associations. So if a local association gets a complaint, then um, they'll have a hearing. 
And if they find at that hearing that they think there's grounds to say it violated these new policies, then that person could lose their membership as a realtor. So they would no longer be able to operate under the realtor brand, which um, they have a lot of resources, networking events, et cetera. There's an argument that when you're dealing with a real estate agent who is a realtor, you know that they have to follow a code of ethics because a real estate agent doesn't have to follow the same code of ethics. You would lose your access to the multiple listing service too, right? Which is how you, how you buy and sell homes here in, in Houston and most places. If you're an agent, it, it's the big database of homes for sale that populates HAR.com. So that's super interesting because that's what I thought at first too. Yeah, for background, in Texas, you don't have to say how much a property sells for. So in a lot of states, that's public information. So it's easy. If you want to buy a house in a neighborhood, you can see what the other houses in that neighborhood sold for. And that gives you an idea of how much a home is worth. Um, it's important when buying or selling a home, it's important negotiations to know the comparable sales. But in Texas, the only people who have that information are the associations of realtors because basically they make their own platform with all the listings and all the realtors promise that they'll enter in those numbers. So then you can log in and you can see all those numbers, um, but only if you have access to the MLS. So all realtors have access to the MLS. And I asked the Houston Association of Realtors, if you aren't a member, could you have access? And actually the answer is yes. You would just have to pay more. Oh, but you know, like that's, that's the thing that's this private association's policy and that policy, who knows what it'll be in the future. So it is like a potential, like if that changed, that would be a huge deal to lose your membership. And I think probably in some places you might not be able to get access if you're not a member, but in Houston, you actually still can. Okay. That's really interesting. So, okay. So it's, it's basically self-policed then, right? I'm sure they're not going to hire more people in the associations or on the national level to scour hundreds of thousands of agents, social media profiles. So someone sees a post that they think might be discriminatory in some way. And so they flag the association Mm -hmm. and then there is some sort of, like you said, some sort of group that comes together to decide whether or not it's worth taking action against this person. Exactly. Okay. And you actually talked to the woman who wrote the post that Mm, was part of how this started. Okay. What was that like? I I included basically almost the whole conversation. I mean, at, at the beginning she was like, yeah, a lot of people had a lot to say about those posts. And then she said, it's not who I am. Um, she said that she was provoked. And she said she really didn't want to discuss it because of the political situation. So it sounds like she was defending herself. She was defending herself, I think, because there is this argument that if you're discriminatory on social media, because uh, a lot of people are a lot of real estate agents are on social media because they're trying to get clients, right? So if you're discriminatory on social media, they're saying that's going to be discriminatory against the people you serve. Like you won't be able to serve the same 
population if you say those things. And I think when she's saying that's not who I am, I think she's arguing that she's not discriminating amongst clients. But uh, yeah, I feel a little nervous saying that. I hope I'm not putting too much words in someone's mouth. Yeah, it's hard to know really what what she meant and what's going on in her head with a two minute conversation. And so lastly, I was wondering why were they voting on these rules at all? Was this part of their annual board meeting where these things come up? Oh yes. Yes. Um, so this was part of their annual conference, which was virtual this year because of COVID. It wasn't the only thing they were voting on. They vote on a lot of policy changes last year. They voted on, um, banning pocket listings, for example, which were listings that maybe the client is a celebrity, let's say, and they don't want to list their home on a public website. So the real estate agent just approaches certain buyers. There there was a vote on that practice last year. So was that a year ago? That was a year ago. (laughs) Well, thanks for explaining all this to our listeners. It's a fascinating topic. I wonder what next year's big hot button will be. I know. I'm sure, you know, like once we find out looking back, it will have been obvious, but uh, 2020 has just taught me not to look into the future too much. I'm not a good forecaster. (laughs) Yeah. And so speaking of 2020, this is, this is the time that we're getting close to the Loopy Awards. It is. It is. And we are very excited about the Loopy Awards this year. And we should ask listeners to send some ideas in. Yeah. Listeners, if you have any ideas or any candidates you'd like to put forth for the trendiest development trend or buzziest buzzword or saddest demise or best work from home perk, best work from home perk. That is a great one. I am right now in a a sweatshirt and exercise pants that, that I've had on since this morning. But yes, so listeners, if you have any ideas for the Loopies, please reach out to us. We are on social media, Facebook and Twitter. I am at Ansarnoff and Rebecca is at R-A Schutz, S-C-H-U-E-T-Z. Until next time, please subscribe to Looped In wherever you listen to podcasts and tell a friend. Have a great day. See you next time. <laughs>